0: Sometimes, as I'm getting messages together, in fact, a lot of times they just come from life experiences, things that I've experienced, and things that have just sort of recently happened, and that's the way this one is. Recently, things have taken shape and place and, in my life, things that I have heard. For one, for instance, Ruth's sister and brother-in-law was visiting with us this weekend, and they were planning on coming here this morning, but before they got here, uh, they go to a Presbyterian church in in PA, and they love the Lord. And uh, I was asking him yesterday if he's going to come and be with us for Sunday morning, and he goes, uh, "No, no, we got to go home and vote." And I said, "You got to do what?" He said, "We got to go home and vote." You see, the American Presbyterian Church is deciding this Sunday, at least his church in Pittsburgh, whether they're going to continue to believe in the Word of God, or they're going to vote and accept the book called The Book of Order instead of the Bible. And he said, we got to go home and vote. So that's going on this morning in Pennsylvania. Also, the very fact that I've read this book, outstanding book, and towards the end of the book, it's talking about eternity, and it makes this statement which we all are aware of, that you're only one heartbeat away from eternity. And then I got the call about Tammy. Heart attack instantly hit the floor, gone. 41-year-old. So that is part of it and the book that I read. And then the other day, Ruth and I went to Cheesecake Factory after I dropped my son off at the airport. We went there and can't remember, maybe she went to the ladies' room or whatever, but I was sitting there by myself for a while, and man, there's so much going on. The place was packed, absolutely packed with souls, and hearing little pieces and bits of conversations, not really understanding exactly what they're talking about, but all the hustle and bustle and uh, waiters running back and forth, and I just kind of put my head down, and I thought, Lord, what can I do? How can you reach all these people? Said, God, I don't have a clue on what to do because really I could have jumped up and said, You understand? And you know what? They'd have carried me out, even though I'm absolutely true and maybe the only one that would be professing truth in that restaurant, they wouldn't get it. And so I kept asking the Lord, what on earth can I do? Nobody wants to listen anymore. And then I really believed as I had my head bowed and I was asking the Lord, he brought a scripture to my remembrance. And this is the scripture found in Matthew twenty-four thirty-seven. simply says, but as in the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the son of man be. He says, for as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, and also eating in the cheese factory until the day that Noah entered the ark. That's what we're going to be doing. That's what everybody is going to be doing. Going to the ball games today, brooding, maybe missing church to go even. Verse 39 says, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. That's what the Lord brought to my remembrance. And I was all these people all around, and I can't, I could shake them, I could stand on the table. God says, That's the way it's going to be. And I'm sitting there going, God, no, that, that's the way it is. It's the way it is right now. We're there. And so, with that, this morning, Ruth and I slipped out of bed, and we started asking God to bring people here that haven't been here for a long time. Please, Lord. Let them see what you've given me today. Lenny, will you take us before the Lord? Do you remember that? Is that just something I made up? One picture is worth a thousand words. And we have a lot of people who take some awesome pictures in this church. When I prepare a message, I actually count my words. I'll go through so much and then I'll count them. Because I've realized that when I get somewhere around a thousand words that I pretty much have a message. Because God always gives me different stuff that I don't even think of while I'm speaking. And so that's somewhere around there will make a 40-minute message, somewhere around a thousand words. But this morning, uh, it's going to be absolutely different. I'm going to show you a video with 36 minutes worth of pictures. It's a long video for a Sunday morning. But compared to what I would try to do as I look at these people at the Cheesecake Factory, not a clue of the signs and the times that we're in. So you know what? As I started thinking throughout the week, I thought, Lord, I don't even know if our church understands the signs and times and how close and how urgent the time is. So this morning, we're going to do something different. Instead of giving you 36,000 words, I'm just going to give you 36 minutes of actual proof, and then you decide how you want to live. Ready, Angie? Check this out. Don't worry about the sound, remember Philip? So where are you going to run to when all that stuff is going on? I have an idea. You're going to run to God. This is it. Look, I was sitting here even now and all week wondering, Lord, should I show them this? And then I thought, God, if I don't show them this, then I'm guilty because no one else is showing anything around. And then, Lord, I said, I thought, I I really don't want to frighten them. And then I thought, well, God, you said to save some by by fear and our, our lackadaisical attitude towards the house of God and the things of God. and 60-70% uh, of you find it not important to come back and tonight. And it's kind of the American way. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. So I told Adam what I was going to do. And he said, well, what are you going to do at the end of this? I said, I'm going to have an altar call. It's just it. Uh, I have nowhere to run. I mean, I have no plan other than God, even on the new TV now they got them dumb shows, they get dumber and dumber as they go. now they got the doomsayers or whatever they're, that there's not going to be a place to hide. The only, the only pavilion, the secret pavilion you're going to be able to hide in is God. God is doing all this. All this, he's going, "Hello. Are you guys awake? you understand what's going on? And I don't know if we do. So if you're not born again here this morning, then get born again. That's your pavilion. That's your hiding place. It's in God. It really is. If you are born again, but you're kind of just, you know, casual about it, you don't really get into it, you're really not, then you need to turn it up. Turn it up because it's only your knowledge of God and the things of God that's going to give you the wisdom to know what to do, when to do, and how to do. And if you are a Christian and you have been steady at it, then you need to keep yourself from getting weary, distracted, and discouraged by staying in the Word of God. A church today has already cast their vote on whether it's going to be the Bible or the book of order. And the pastor said, if it goes the book of order, he's leaving. If it goes the Bible, he gets fired. Yeah, today, right now, Ruth's sister's church, counting votes, Bible, book of order, Bible, Bible, book of order, book of order, book of order. So all this stuff is around us, and I'm fearful that we're asleep like the people in Cracker Barrel or Cheese Factory, wherever I was. Let's stand, please. And I know that this would be sobering and even heard some of you go, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Well, I selected two songs. Because when I watch this and I get overwhelmed, I go to worship. And I just say, God, the first song I thought of was the first one I'm going to play for you today. And you can come to this altar and you can... Bring your family, bring your children, bring your past, bring your future, bring your presence, bring babies to come that are still going to come in life. Bring them all to God and say, God, we're yours. And I've showed my son this, passed his book on to my son. And I said, Jason, this is just the way it is. This is not time to take your kids and hide under a desk. Luke has a basketball game. Go and root him on. Be the father you can. But you prepare him for this. Just like I prepared you for this. You prepare your children. You teach them the things of God. That should be number one. And in us as Americans, if anything comes up, the first to go is God. Well, you see, we got this big game. It's our final. We're soccer, football, baseball, basketball, tennis, tiddlyweeks, fantasy leagues. Everything is before God. And so I thought, as I sat there, I can't tell them people at the Cheesecake Factory, but I can tell you, these people here. First song we're going to have is that wonderful song that He's been faithful. And He's going to be faithful to me and to you as He winds down this clock. You understand, your God, your Jehovah is doing this. He's doing it. Second song will be In the Presence of Jehovah. That's where I want to be. That's where I'm planning on hiding in the presence. You don't know God? Come up here. Ask Him to take care of you. Become one of His. Hitting on six cylinders instead of eight as a Christian? Come up here and say, God, God, I need a fine-tuning. Please, please let me be sharp in these last days. If You're a man of God and you still feel like you're doing good? Don't trust yourself. Say, God, I realize that this time is quick and shaky. I have children Lord, let me be what I'm supposed to be. Help me not to be distracted by something silly. Play the first song. Altars are open. Please, it's up to you now. You and God. Listen to the words as you come.